y'all. My name is Peter. And my name is Carl. And you're listening to Do You Even Lift, Bro? Men Exercising Social Justice. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We deeply appreciate it. Today we're going to be talking about comedians and how they're coming back from sexual assault allegations. But before that, how are you, Carl? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right, Peter. I think I'm starting to finally get in the swing of things this semester, so I'm excited to keep doing this podcast. I'm excited to take on this journey with you, and I'm looking forward to this particular conversation because I think it has a lot of cool nuances in it. So, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. Hump day is over, so <laughs> okay. um, the week is starting to calm down a little bit, but I'm excited to do this podcast and talk about some folks and some things. What are we doing? So, in the news lately, there's been some talk about Louis C.K. coming back. Have you heard anything in the news about this? Have I ever? I would not be doing my job if I wasn't paying attention to it. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> just a little background. Louis C.K., as part of, the, I think, the Me Too movement, came out and admitted to, like, forcing women to watch him masturbate at the workplace. I would definitely check out his quote-unquote apology letter. It does look like it went through, like, a lawyer strainer in a lot of ways. But nine months after that letter has come out, he appeared in a New York comedy club for a 15-minute set, got a standing ovation. And I think that raises... The question for me is like, I think there is a justifiable outcry of like, what the hell is he doing performing again? Yeah. But I don't think it's enough to just say, what the hell is he doing performing again? I think we need to ask ourselves and answer the question, well, what is justice? How much time is enough time? What it, what are the components of the conversation here? Because I do think this is an excellent point for men to start talking to other men about, hey, what's this about? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I also think it's interesting to look into how he admitted his allegations and how much people kind of applaud him for that, for admitting to things and then writing that apology letter. So I think it's interesting to see what kind of social repercussions he's had because of it. Yeah, and Louis C.K. is one of those guys that I liked watching him as a comedian. I thought he was like funny and he was finally starting onto this path of talking more about social issues in a way from a white this hetero man standpoint that was subvertive in a lot of ways. And so it was one of those disappointments alongside of Aziz and sorry that I was just kind of bummed out about one of my favorite jokes he did was about like him putting socks on and it feels like he has to fold a bowling ball in half to do that. Yeah. And I relate to that because it kind of feels that way every time I put my socks on. And so um, I do think about this particular case a lot. I think a good place to start is maybe look at some comment sections about what are people saying about Louis C.K.'s return? Yeah. Okay. So I got that pulled up. I'm on the YouTube video. uh, Louis C.K. returns to comedy with a surprise stand up show back at Comedy Cellar. And so this is basically just kind of a audio clip of his stand up and some uh, other audio clips of him explaining himself. So some of these comments, um, first off, this video has only about 180,000 views, but most of these comments have over a thousand likes, which I think is really interesting mm. because on most YouTube videos, which with a million views, the top comment will only, ha- only have like 400 likes. So the top comment that I see right now, it says an artist can't stay away from their, their love forever. Louis C.K. made a mistake, but it's a mistake I'm sure he's learned and grown from. He acted indecent in front of a few women, and while my heart goes out to them, it's absurd that he's being treated like Weinstein and Cosby, who are both rapists. 
I believe that Louis is a good person, and I'm glad he's back to doing comedy again. I think that's like fascinating in a lot of ways. I think the idea that comparing Louis C.K. to like quote unquote real rapists mm-hmm. is absolutely something that we come across all the time because, especially on a college campus, if 98% of victims know their perpetrator, yeah, there's a really good chance that it is your friend who is being accused, right? And so this nice guy narrative, I like this guy, someone who's charismatic and like friendly to people people like this person are often the ones who are accused and so that particular defense sort of distracts from like oh it's not as bad as this so i don't know why people are making a big deal out of it is like i mean there's that one line about my heart goes out to the victims or whatever but yeah and obviously also, covering yourself and it also uses language like acted indecent in front of a few women <laughs> right as if acting indecent to a bunch of women is it's yeah. kind of comparing atrocities at this point and i don't think that gets us anywhere yeah but i do think that's a common narrative right like i think it's important to pay attention to what are some of the things people are saying because my response to that would be i don't know i think it is justifiable like i'd be angry if my perpetrator was like unannounced on the stage like Mm -hmm. that would be really upsetting and so again the question comes up for me is there a right amount of time what is this process and how do we how do we deal with that and i don't know yeah i think it's i I think it's also important to take in account of that people who commit these types of acts can also be very talented yeah because i feel like when people think of a rapist or like a sexual assaulter or perpetrator they think of like just like the biggest piece of yeah. Like literally True. probably a pile a of feces. Bucket of feces yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what they don't think is that people with actual talent and people who, like you said, you enjoyed Louis C.K.'s work. I did as well before these allegations and I can't control what I like. Like we can't, that kind of breaks down the stigma of like all rapists are just pieces. Of right. Where like maybe they have a talent within a certain field that you might like, but you have to take their talent and who they are as a person and kind of combine them. Yeah. And I think there's also people who want to separate the art from the artists. And we talked, I guess we did talk about that in the music episode, but this is another case of it is, is it possible to enjoy Louis CK's work while he was assaulting women? Yeah. Um, The answer for me is no. Like I think supporting men and performers like that also somewhat enables that behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. My biggest issue, I think with Louis CK coming back, is more along the lines of like what changed you know i have no clue after his like garbage apology how he has done any self-reflection how he has done anything to really deserve any sort of comeback if you will and even the phrase comeback is really problematic too i think but yeah because what's he coming back from like being a piece of like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because like this idea of like separating the art from the artist and what, like I said before, not being able to choose what you like. But I feel like you said before, we have the choice to support him right. and he is a comedian. He's a pretty rich white guy. And I think we have the choice as consumers to not monetarily support him. And I think that's the big thing. I think we can support his growth and be like, okay, yeah, you've tried to be a better person and I respect that, but I think there's some more work that you can do before you get my money. Yeah, and maybe he did do a ton of crap in the background. Um, I would say, like, I talked about it in the Aziz podcast, but I don't know if it's possible to publicly show us his journey through that because it would be easy to pick apart 
like, oh, he's just doing this to like try to get back to the stage yeah. by doing it publicly. Like the stakes are pretty high for celebrities like that. And I personally think it's okay if Louis C.K. never performs again in the realm of comedy. I think that that is just one of the unfortunate realities that we have to deal with these days because of the culture that we have set up as men. This rape supportive culture is that you assault basically multiple women. You don't have to touch people to assault them. Yeah. People understand what verbal abuse is. This is like, this is sexual abuse in the form of I'm going to make you watch me masturbate. That kind of behavior coming from what sounds like a reasonable man, like people apparently like him a lot Yeah. because he's probably not a total head. So like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, you should have known better in the first place. If you're, I don't, I just, I don't know the answer to like, how does one grow from that or come back from that or whatever? Yeah. And I think if we lived in an ideal society that was not a rape supportive culture, he would not have an opportunity to perform again. And I think that whole idea of like, okay, he did this bad thing and he's trying to improve as a person, but Mm. he should be like outcasted for comedy is kind of a, I would say, reasonable suggestion and a reasonable kind of consequence. Yeah, consequence, because you do something like that and your whole career is fried. And I'm like, yeah, but you had the choice of not being like, I don't see any sympathy towards people where he's like, he's grown. He should be able to come back. And he's like, well, he still did it. So (laughs) and how do you know he's grown? That's really subjective to me. And I we don't need a council of people who are like, oh, yep, you have now grown enough to be able to perform again. I don't think that's what we're talking about. I do think what's disturbingly absent from conversations of Louis C.K. is what do the survivors want, Mm -hmm. right? I think there can be a measurable amount of justice if there's a lot of survivor voices in there saying like, these are some of the things that we would like to see from you and then it'll be okay. We might not be privy. We may never be privy to those conversations and that's fine too. Like, I think the other option is like, spend some time in jail you know like yeah <laughs> like just, some real consequence yeah how about some actual consequences for your behavior and as problematic as the criminal justice system is mm-hmm. i think serving some jail time is like good in terms of a step for going back to the thing that he loves to do which is comedy i feel somewhat bad I mean, again, I don't think you should perform again, but not being able to do something that you love to do. Like, I think anyone can relate to that. Yeah. Um, That sucks. And like, you ruined it. (laughs) Yeah. um, You (laughs) single-handedly ruined it. It's not, it's not like anyone else's fault that you ruined it. It was your own fault. So again, I think these are the nuances and the complications that we should be talking about. There's an article here by Roxanne Gay of the New York Times. Mm -hmm. She has an incredible article title. Louis C.K. and men who think justice takes as long as they want it to. This is a quote from her article is how long should a man like Louis C.K. pay for what he did? At least as long as he worked to silence the women he assaulted and at least as long as he allowed them to doubt themselves and suffer in the wake of his predation and at least as long as the comedy world protected him even though there were very loud whispers about his behavior for decades. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's your answer, right? This isn't an accident. Like you add all that together it's kind of the rest of his life I think and so that's that's something really concrete I think worth considering in terms of centering the voices of survivors when it comes to celebrities coming back and I really hope people consider that when talking about this particular topic and I think what's also interesting is the type of art form that he has thrived in which is comedy and that he's trying to come back to 
comedy is a very touchy type of art form because it can easily go touchy in, peter sorry <laughs> no, none of these none of these are intended i hope everyone knows that yep single-handedly god damn damn <laughs> I didn't even realize that till now. Okay. Um, I apologize, but um, it's a very kind of fragile topic because comedy is a very thin line to walk on. And I think Louis C.K. definitely within his previous comedy has walked on some very thin lines. Mm -hmm. An example that I'm that just came to mind is when he was on SNL and he made jokes about pedophilia. Yeah. And that was a really thin line to walk on. And a lot of people were like, it's a joke, like whatever. But Mm -hmm. also, what the hell? Why would you joke? about that type of thing and i think louis ck why people like him so much and the type of people that like him are kind of craving this kind of edgy dark borderline offensive humor that he brings to the table and i think yeah what what do you think about like going back to comedy as an art form versus a lot of the these other people that may come back from sexual assault allegations go into different art forms like music or something or movies or movies okay Um, what specifically about comedy makes that nuance important so what resonated with me when you were talking about this craving i think there's an old guard of like old white men who want to go back to like nothing is untouchable in terms of comedy yeah i'm thinking about norm mcdonald david spade in particular like there's a group of men in there who want to make rape jokes because seth green yeah yeah i'm not totally sure why honestly the way they describe it is like, I don't want to have to to think about my comedy. I just wanted to be able to make fun of black people and make fun of everyone. Yeah. Um, a common phrase that I've heard is it's either all okay or none of it's okay. Which is dumb. Yeah. Right. Like that's the thought process of an eight year old. I just can't handle like these older, smarter, theoretically smarter and mature people thinking like it's all or nothing. Like give me a f- break. Yeah. The uh, world doesn't look like that. It's not black and white. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, I guess it's simpler for them to think that way. I think comedy as a artistic medium is tricky because I honestly think it relies on social norms for anything to be funny. Yeah. Like any joke I've heard about gender assumes that there are only two genders and plays off very strict gender role, like beliefs and myths to make something funny. And so when I think about men who are perpetrators of sexual violence coming back to the stage around comedy, it makes me wonder what the hell they're going to joke about. I think it can be done. Um, but I'd be really weary in terms of like, you can turn your own perpetration into a joke and people will eat that up because you are Louis CK. Yeah. And there's a certain type of star power that comes with him Mm -hmm. because he's made multiple shows. He's produced a lot of movies. He's been the writers for a lot of comedy shows as well. He has a very successful stand-up comedy career. So this this guy was basically the face of comedy for the late 2000s. And I think now, I mean, there has been monetary ramifications to him. Like his movie got canceled. His show got canceled. He wasn't able to do a lot of things that he would usually do. And people were like, he's suffered enough like <laughs> yeah he didn't get that three million dollar or probably way more from that tv show and it's just kind of i think louis ck in his comedy he kind of makes fun of himself as being the prime example of the dominant group within mm-hmm. our society you know like 40 year olds white man totally able everything like he covers all of the dominant groups and i think since he's made fun of it, people have kind of ignored that about him. Mm, okay. And I think what we need to take into account when we talk about Louis C.K. is that he is a part of every dominant group here in the U.S. 
So we should recognize that his sexual assault was purely out of power. Yes. And he had so much power in the first place for this to be able to happen. And he's still using that power to manipulate people into thinking he's come back. Right. Or coming back. And he's growing as a person. Yeah. I mean, I think whatever comment that you read there speaks to people's either unwillingness or lack of understanding around how power dynamics actually function. I think comments like that come from a belief that everyone is equal, which is a really nice place to be. Like, Mm -hmm. the more I hear ignorance is bliss, the more I'm like, yeah, that's that is sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish I was like that. I kind of. Yeah. I mean, I I would never trade my knowledge for that commenter's knowledge, honestly. But I do think it also speaks to how much misinformation there is out there. Like that person can make that comment without reading a single piece about what happened um, when the allegations came out. Right. That person can make that comment without reading anything from really incredibly smart women of color and survivors of sexual violence and still make that comment. And get a lot of uh, likes, likes, too. Yeah. And thousands, tens of thousands of people would agree with a statement like that. And that's the type of cultural wave that we're trying to at least slow down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to completely write that commenter off, but especially since it's such a prevalent thought process, I just really wish there was more, more nuance in these conversations because I think it helps us come to conclusions like what Roxanne Gay wrote in her article. Yeah. I'm going to read another comment and this one's a lot more, I would say triggering. So fair warning, but it says, I don't even get what the fuss was all about. He never raped anyone. He asked for consent. As far as I'm concerned, it's a non-story. And I'm looking at the replies to this and holy cow, are is everyone just agreeing with this guy? This has this comment has 909 likes. And one of the replies was, let us not forget Chris Brown gets to beat women and have his songs played on the radio. Louis almost had his career destroyed for a non-story. Not, yeah. So this idea of non-story. And also, I think it's interesting that he brought up consent. Yeah. Where if you know the news story, Louis C.K. did ask if he could do this in front of the women. He just didn't respect the answer whatsoever. Correct. And so I don't know. I I think this is a very common thought of like, if it's not rape, it's not a big deal. Right. Kind of thing. I think minimizing like we think of rape culture as a pyramid. Right. And at the top, the pinnacle of that pyramid is the like actual act and trauma that comes with rape. But what supports all of it is attitudes like that, where masturbating in some in front of someone shouldn't ruin someone's career. But it should. But it should. <laughs> uh, I think giving more weight to what those types of folks thinks is a minor issue helps to deepen the understanding of what it takes to dismantle rape culture in the first place. That kind of comment, honestly, the first thing I think of is he's probably done something fairly similar. Yeah. Um, and that's scary. Yeah. And like all these people agreeing with him, you're like, or I'm assuming it's a dude because there you go. I think all these people, God, it's just so one woman, I would assume because her name is a woman's name is trying to fight this Mm. and that response only got nine likes whereas the response that i said previously got 127 likes everyone is on this one woman who's like come on like are you guys serious about this yeah i think on the flip side of like my first thought around this guy has probably done that before it might also be that he's had that happen to him assuming it's a guy Mm -hmm. that could elicit that kind of response right that also makes me think like 
I don't know if comment sections are the best place to try to practice social justice. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's like sweeping a dirt field in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I I think there's, there might be some value to it, but man, it's gotta be so exhausting. Um, Oh yeah. I do think that it's worth trying to support folks who are trying to counter the wave of rape apology on comment sections. I do think it's a rich source for how people think, but I don't know if that's the best location to perform or to do social justice. I mean, I would I would argue that it gives people like me who's reading these comments a bit of reprieve. Okay, where I'm just like, God, this is so everyone's a head. And then I see one person who's like, guys, like, come on, it's it's actually a really big deal. And I'm like, oh, thank God there are real people that I agree with in Mm -hmm. the world. And so I just made a YouTube account to like that comment. So (laughs) it is now at 10 likes. I think it's just uh Gosh, it's just so interesting because going back to Louis C.K.'s comedy specifically, he's written shows about masturbating. He has joked about masturbating. And I think, I don't know if Louis C.K. is this smart, but um, he may have primed, like he may have known that these types of allegations may come out. And so he may have primed the audience to be this sick, weird guy who's obsessed with masturbating. Because I know... I remember a lot of initial reactions to this was like, oh, that's kind of funny, actually. Like this guy who's been joking about masturbation all his life. And now he's actually like done this weird um, sexual assault thingy. It's funny. And I've heard a lot of reactions from that from my friends. Okay. That's messed up. Yeah. So, and that was an initial reaction, like first time hearing about it. And so, I mean, I'll be guilty. I thought it was like, when I first read it, I was like, what the like, are you kidding me? Because I had followed Louis C.K.'s career very closely up until that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's interesting because I feel like if other artists who don't, who where it just comes out of the blue and who aren't as vulnerable with themselves on stage, people are more likely to demonize them okay. because they never thought that would happen. Whereas Louis C.K. has already built up this persona as this sick white dude. And then as these allegations come out, people are just like, oh, that's to be expected. Fascinating. Which kind of plays into that rape support of culture of like oh boys will be boys kind of thing yeah i do think that one of the most depressing i guess things i've heard or read about is like in an interview with a rapist um there's this process called grooming and he's like you know these days it feels like society is doing the grooming for me um and so that reminds me of what you were saying in terms of louis ck may not have been intentionally necessarily priming his audience for the allegations to come out but his comedy is absolutely then a reflection of who he is because he's making jokes that are the things that he does. Yeah. Um, I would say is intentional. So like you asked if he's smart enough, I would say no. And like, it might still have, like he may have still planned it out that way. Yeah. I think this is such a good example of when somebody says who, who separates their jokes from the person themselves mm-hmm. and kind of going like, oh, like he's just joking about that. That's not a big deal. And then Louis C.K. comes out as this person who has committed these actions that he's been joking about. You kind of look at other comedians who have very offensive humor mm. and who may just shrug it off. And then you're like, well, if Louis C.K. is this type of person outside of his comedy, then what other yeah. comedians who are doing such offensive comedy? 
personality. What are they like really as people? Yeah. And it's worth thinking about. Yeah. I think that goes into your point of like separating the art from the artist. I think it's a little bit more complex than that. For comedians specifically. Definitely. For sure. Word. So this actually sort of led us to think like what is like the function of humor and maybe specifically the function of humor and social justice. And I think we will be talking about that in part two of this series. Woo. Good segue. <laughs> So that will do it for this episode of Do You Even Live Pro, Men Exercising Social Justice. If you have feedback, thoughts, comments, questions, or want to be interviewed for a podcast, please email wjc at colostate.edu. That's wjc at c-o-l-o-s-t-a-t-e dot e-d-u. Huge shout out to the partnership between the Women and Gender Advocacy Center and KCSU here at Colorado State University. These are the folks that even allow this podcast to happen. For more content about masculinities, check out meninthemovement.blogspot.com. And for more information about the WJAC, go to wjc.colostate.edu. For more KCSU content, go to kcsufm.com. Music production by Xavier Hadley, a.k.a. Zavley. Check him out at soundcloud.com slash Xavier Hadley. That's X-A-V-I-E-R-H-A-D-L-E-Y. See you later, boys. Woo! Wait, I said boys. That's dumb. See you later, folks. That whole idea of, I can, you I know, can cut that. Yeah. <laughs> um,